Hello, and welcome to Love as a Business Strategy, a podcast that brings humanity to the workplace. We're here to talk about business, but we want to tackle topics that most business leaders shy away from. And we believe that humanity and love should be at the center of every successful business. I'm your host, Jeff Ma. I'm a director at Softway, an agency based out of Houston, Texas, that specializes in digital transformation, culture, and branding. Each episode here, we dive into one element of business or strategy and test our theory of love against it. And today, we want to talk about coaching. Of course, on the surface, this is a very important aspect of leadership in business and in general, but we want to take a much closer look today and really make a case for love as a coaching strategy. And I got to say, I'm practically shaking with excitement about today's show. So I've invited my good friend and partner in crime, Frank Dana, to help me co-host today and make sure I hold it together. Frank, how excited are you? On a scale of one to 10, Jeff? Sure. 50. 50. I'm, I'm, I'm right there with you, but the, It's crazy. <laughs> I'm, I'm like fanboying. I'm fanboy. I can't even, can, uh, anyway. So the reason we're so excited is because we're about to have the pleasure of speaking with two very special guests. And what better way to talk about coaching than to speak to those who have practiced and experienced it at the highest possible level. So I'm going to jump into these intros. So I'm so excited. First, I'm joined by Jane Figueredo. Jane is an Olympic and world champion medal winning diving coach. Across four athletes, she's coached for six Olympic medals. As an Olympic diver herself, she represented Portugal in the 1984 Olympics in Los Angeles. She's also a legend as a collegiate coach at the University of Houston with 12 consecutive Conference Diving Coach of the Year honors and four NCAA Diving Coach of the Year awards. In total, her divers won eight NCAA titles and 51 All-American honors. Olymp an Olympic diver herself, she again represented Portugal in, in, in LA and between being an athlete and coach, she has been to six different Olympic games and will be coaching for Great Britain at the 2020 Tokyo Olympics. It's an honor to have you with us here today, Jane. Uh, thanks so much, Jeff. It's a pleasure. And I want to go ahead and introduce my second guest as well, someone you know very well, Jane, because you coached her, uh, Yulia Pakalina. Hailing from Russia, Yulia is an Olympic champion diver. As a student athlete at the University of Houston, Yulia was named NCAA Diver of the Year twice, winning 64 of the 66 diving events she entered with five NCAA national champions championships, sorry. As an Olympic athlete, she's won five medals across three Olympic games, including a gold in the three meter synchronized event at the 2000 Sydney Games. She's also won three world championships and eight European championships. Yulia, it's an honor to have you with us here today. Hi guys, nice to be here. Thank you for inviting me. And Frank, I don't want to leave you out. I believe you've won a participation <laughs> ribbon in your eighth grade science fair once. That's right. You did your research, Jeff. But but no Olympic medals, if I'm correct. Not not Just yet. Um, that's why. Like, listen, this is crazy. It's amazing to have both of you on. This is awesome. So we have a tradition here on the podcast. We have to start with some questions to loosen you up. So I've had some questions here um, for our, our 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 coach first, Jane. If you could coach one famous non-athlete, who would it be? Ooh. <laughs> She's deep in thought. Non-famous athlete. No, no, famous, um, but non-athlete. Non non like a famous person. Oh, Ellen DeGeneres. Oh, yeah. She could, she could use some coaching. <laughs> <laughs> 
especially uh, based on what I'm reading recently looks that way. That's a great answer. It's a very good answer. <laughs> Yulia, your turn. If, if they gave gold medals for things other than Olympic sports, what would your medal be for? Like you mean another sport? Non-Olympic sport, or if they gave medals, if they gave medals out for things in life, what would you want your gold medal to be? Hmm. Okay. Um. Interesting question. I think maybe I wanted to be a a doctor. Um. Some kind of recognition. I don't know what it is. What is that there? Um, they give them like Nobel Prize for something that they had discovered. I would like something like that. That would be neat. That would be neat. In <laughs> medicine, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Frank, yeah. <laughs> I give you yeah. one. What what Olympic sport would you have the best chance of succeeding in? Uh, trivia night. Pop That's culture trivia night. <laughs> that that might be Olympic? one in the future, but is that an Olympic sport? Oh, it's not okay. Jane's shaking her head. No, um, no chance. <laughs> but but I do like it. I think we could put in a proposal for twenty twenty four. Yeah, uh, man, I literally don't have any athletic prowess at all. So, no, they have Olympic weightlifting. So okay, I'll do weightlifting then. Sounds good. <laughs> You got, a ways to, you got a ways to go. You'll need a coach. I need a coach. Jane's like, come on. <laughs> so let, let's dive into this. I want to, I'm so excited to talk to you guys. Um, but I have to start. I have to know. I mean, Yulia, you're, you're from Russia. Jane, you're born in Zimbabwe. I, I just got to know, how did you two meet? How did this relationship even form? Either of you. Well, um, obviously, uh, Yulia's partner, Vera Lina, moved to the States uh, before she did. And she dove at the University of Texas. And I had met Vera in the Woodlands in 1996. I'd actually met her prior to that in 1994 at the World Championships. But in 96, they came to the Woodlands, which used to be an uh, awesome diving facility. And they were there with the Russian team training for the Atlanta Olympics. So I went out there and I met all of them there. And then, um, so Vera dove in 96 and then Vera said to me, she wanted to come to the States. Well, with the NC2A rules as they are, I uh, couldn't really help her and try to recruit her. It wasn't gonna be possible because it meant bringing her into my home. She, I would have had to have taken her to English, which is what we did. And we couldn't do that without breaking a million NCAA rules. So uh, we sort of just helped her move and come. And then um, I met Yulia sort of on, on that journey uh, through coaching Vera in Houston. Um, and then but uh, Yulia's dad was coaching her, obviously. And when I met Yulia and I saw Yulia, obviously, I thought, well, I got to get her. If I can't have Vera, I got to get her. And um, and so Vera sort of helped with that process of uh, talking to Yulia and, and 
talking through like, hey, what do you think about coming to the States? I don't actually know that conversation uh, word for word, how, how Vera talked to, to Yulia about it, but I knew that it was going to be quite difficult because obviously her dad was coaching her and I didn't see how he was going to probably let her go um, because of the, the relationship and the, the connection. So I sort of left that up to Vera and, and I think um, we were just, I, I feel like really the luckiest coach on the planet to not only have uh, Vera, but also to have Yulia who ended up coming after they won the gold medal. And I think at that point, her dad was like, well, now you can go. And and if that's what the way I re recall the story, I mean, there's sort of a lot that's empty up until 2000 when we actually won. And then I realized at that point, um, her dad was, pretty much going to allow her to come and and then it was just a matter about a matter of getting her into the university English TOEFL uh, SAT I, I mean it was going to be very difficult because her English at that time as all of their English was was very minimal so that's that's sort of the beginning of of the journey of coaching Yulia Yulia how long did you work with Jane in coaching um like a total number of years i started yeah. at 2000 yeah like she just said i came uh, right after olympic games um for spring semester and um well uh jane was coaching me up to beijing olympic games yeah so that's what 18 years wow eight Mm. Eight, eight, eight years. Sorry, okay. eight years. Two thousand eight was Beijing, right? Yeah. And so eight years. I, just, to be but fair, I wish, like I wish she'd gone. I wish she'd gone longer too. Uh, those kids. <laughs> <laughs> kids will throw a wrench in everything. So, <laughs> kids, uh, I love them, but you know, now I think of it, I should have done. I could have probably. Yeah. Well. Sour topic, guys. Let's leave it alone. <laughs> Let's it not alone. talk about that, Jeff. It says in the show notes. Okay. Do not, Do not talk about kids. I didn't see that. Sorry. Fine print. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. It's right there. So, you know, jumping into why we invited you guys, you know, thank you so much for coming. And and I think we really we're really excited because Jane, you're you're known for a, a unique style of coaching at, at the highest level. And we wanted to get the perspectives of of your coaching philosophy and style as well as having Yulia here, who's someone who's experienced it at that level, and get you guys to kind of share that journey and that story to help listeners understand um, what coaching could could look like, you know, at, at a level that a lot of us don't get to, we don't have insights into the into mm. this world. And so I'm really excited. And, and Jane, I'll start with you. Could you could you talk a little bit about your, your philosophy around coaching and what it means to you? Yeah, I, I think, coaching for me was all about trying to make a difference um, in somebody's life. Um, and that included my own. So not just a difference in whoever I'm coaching's life, but how that transfers back to me. Um, and I, I grew up in a, an amazing environment in Zimbabwe. Um, and it, 
I think it's part of my personality. And I think that it, you have to have it in your personality to coach that way. I don't think it's something that you can just do forcing it. So I think it has to come naturally to you. So I never thought about it very much. It's just who I was and how I am. So um, I grew up in an amazing family. I grew up in an amazing environment and it afforded me the opportunity to live a very happy childhood and a childhood of um, just sunshine, very, very little worries, very little challenges. Uh, those became, those sort of came later, but my early childhood was, was very much just an incredible, amazing, happy um, memory that I remember. So coaching for me is a natural thing. It's a natural way of um, sending out good vibes and, and making people feel happy and comfortable, um, just like I always felt. So I think you have to start there. You have to make yourself vulnerable. I think showing love and tough love are, you know, what we're here to talk about today. Um, you have to make yourself vulnerable. So if you're not afraid to be vulnerable, then it becomes much more natural. So that's, that's sort of coaching for me and coaching Yulia and Vera and anybody that's ever come my way. Um, I, I don't think too much about it. I just give love and I, I embrace them and I share who I am sometimes, sometimes to a fault because it ex exposes me sometimes. And, um, you know, my divers, I've had amazing divers. I've been very, very lucky. There's been a couple of divers in my life who didn't quite fit with me. And that's just part of life. Not everybody's going to love your way. Not everybody's going to think that you have the best intentions but, but I think if you can come from a place of no agenda and you just, you're on this journey together and let's just expose it all so that we, we can just make it a great journey. So that's pretty much my philosophy is just not holding back. I don't want to have any regrets. So I, I'm going to expose myself. I'm going to show it all. And if I get hurt along the way, then I just manage that as it comes. Awesome. Yulia, what stands out to you about Jane from a coaching perspective? Like what makes her unique for you? Um, just about everything. I think I was really fortunate for, you know, for Jane to coach me. I don't know, like, you know, she gave me a nickname, right? In college that I had a nickname, Boo Boo. And she, yeah, she, um, like she was just talking about it. She had to, um, she had to be different with me. She had to be, she said she had to be more strict with me because she knew I could take it. Um, she had to expose herself in, you know, from different angles. And I really, I was one of the divers who really re reciprocated to that. Um, like, um, Jane shows so much of like a love to her, her job. First of all, I I really admire her for how much she works. She like I've never seen a, a female 
coach who is so determined she's just always so dynamic she doesn't she always learning um it's like jane when are you going to stop you know um and, and it gives a lot of energy to to her divers she you know there's a phrase she she walks to talk right she mm -hmm. she shows by example how we should treat each other how we should treat the the job that we're doing and it was literally a job for us whether it was college or it was professional um athletics um you know i i haven't seen a lot of coaches who are willing to be so transparent with with their athletes um and you know diving with her like she coached me individually uh, in in um college and um apart from that in in uh, um for olympics and world championships but um mainly our um greatest achievement was in synchronized diving and at that point um you know it's it's not an individual performance it's you get exposed as a union. It's, you know, Jane is not somebody who will come and she would single you out and she'll be, and you know, by by the way, I really appreciate it the way that she, she never singled me out or my partner saying, this is your fault. That it was never a case. It was always, okay, this is what we did wrong. This is what we're gonna do about it. You know, it's always about moving forward. What we're gonna do about what we did wrong and how we're gonna get there. What what we, we want to get gold medal i mean that's clear right we want to win so we just have to be as passionate and energetic like she is and not everybody does that you know they're just i don't know people just lazy jane is not a lazy coach <laughs> I, that's how it I is to, yeah i wanted to say like last year i got a chance to meet jane in person and and I got a chance to see um, some of your divers practicing right in London mm. and kind of one of the most amazing experiences ever. It was great to meet everyone and great to meet you personally. And afterwards, um, we went out to brunch. And mm. what was interesting is that your your divers came and had brunch also like they wanted to spend time with you after they had just been coached by you in the pool either, either that or they wanted a free lunch or they wanted free food <laughs> we don't know yet what it was but i do know that i do know that in that conversation like even during the breakfast there was it was dynamic it was energetic like yulia was mm. mentioning we were having conversations they were adding things you were talking back and forth there was this this relationship that i had seen and when i see coaches in movies and tv shows i see the the whistle in the mouth screaming at someone and then the people wanting nothing to do with that person, even if there was free food involved. And so yeah. I saw something different in just spending those few hours with you. And, you know, to hear someone who's an Olympic champion talk about that actually gave her the energy to compete at the level she was competing at mm. um, speaks a lot to the way that coaching differs and the different types yeah. of coaching experiences that people have seen. Well, Jane is a tough coach. Don't don't take me wrong. She 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 coached me like I didn't see her coaching others. And I although I ask question. I even asked Jane. I think I asked you. I said, Yeah. Why are you talking to me like that, especially before the meet? You don't coach, you know, this, you know, that girl or this guy like that. And 
She's like, well, because I know you can take it and this is what works for you. And this is what she, you know, this is what makes her a great leader in the, in the union that we have uh, in the pool, that she's a boss. You know, she dictates uh, the the weather and sometimes she comes in the pool and we're like, oh, oh Jen is in a bad mood. You know, we better get our stuff together. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, and I tried when I was coaching, I tried to implement you know, sim similar strategies, what, she, what, how Jane was coaching me. I always, before even talking to my divers, I would think, okay, how would Jane would say it? How would she react to this? But it's hard, you know, like she said, she's natural at this and she's great at that. And, and I, I, I had many failures implementing the same style, like, you know, tough love is this what she knows how to do. I mean, I immediately I thought that Jane would be a great uh, uh, um, candidate for this podcast because I just know, you know, I've, I was like, I felt it. I, I've lived tough love in in what we've been doing. And and Jane was the one who was doing it. And before that, I never even thought of that. You know, it's in athletics. It's really an athletic is a business world. Right. And it is. It is very natural um, to be transparent, but yet not everybody does it because they, they're scared to be vulnerable, like Jane said. And well, um, you know, and sooner or later, it'll it'll burst in, in a problem of some kind. And if you don't talk about it, if you don't work things out, um, it's hard. Like I said, it was very hard for me to implement the same strategy like Jane did as I was coaching. And so, you know, I... I'm hoping that I'll be learning more when Jane comes to Houston eventually. If she does. Uh, you you both used <laughs> you both used in these in these moments here you've both used the word love and you've both used the word tough love and here at at this podcast we have a definite affinity to that concept um especially of course this is a business podcast so you know, I hope the listeners are drawing the parallels immediately themselves, but we will unpack that later. But tough love is something I want to kind of get your more detailed perspectives on here, because in business and in in athletics, there's this there's this toughness needed to achieve the highest level. You have to be um, strict, if you will, to some extent, and disciplined, right? And in, and in business, love and and the toughness are almost considered opposite ends. If you're if you're a tough leader or or you can't you can't easily show love and vice versa if you're loving you're soft um so so jane what how, how do you tread that dynamic how do you, you you deal with that well i i think my strategy has always been to show love first to show caring to show empathy um and like I said, to show vulnerability so that there's a mutual respect. And tough love comes after you've established um, a good, caring relationship. Because I don't think anybody would really take tough love very seriously if you just sort of came in and started screaming and ranting and raving. If your athletes and or your employees uh, didn't actually understand you as a person and where you're coming from. So I think opening yourself up so that they understand who who I am, who who your boss is in that respect, um, and and actually understanding um, 
what kind of personality they have and then um, not being so critical. And I think that's that's what I've been able to to show to my athletes. And I show tough love. Yuli is right. Um, I can't actually say that it makes me feel good when I have to show tough love. And, and probably because of my personality, showing tough love is always probably the most difficult thing I ever have to do. Because I come home and I just don't feel good. But it is a necessary evil. <laughs> and it's like being a, a parent. Um, you have to show the discipline, the crack the whip, however you want to, you know, phrase it. Um, it's not a good feeling, but if you have great athletes, they respond in a very positive way. And that's the same in business. It's not what you, it's not the way you feel about it. It's what you're going to, what's your next move? So my boss has come in and screamed at me. My coach has come in and screamed at me. What's my next move? How am I going to respond? Am I going to respond? Oh my God, she doesn't like me um, in a very negative way. Or are you going to respond? She's right. Or I may not agree with her, but I know this is good for me. So, so I think um, for me, that's what tough love is, is just how you're going to respond. Yes. It may not be nice. It may not make you feel good, but if I get something positive out of that, then I'm hoping I did the right thing. It's awesome. Yulia, on the receiving end of tough love, <laughs> uh, what does that look like? Do you have any stories? Do you have any re recollection of, of moments of tough love that, that you'd like to share? Um, well, there are many um, with Jane, yes. Um, but you know, one that stands out to me, and Jane was not coaching me. She was co she's coaching Tom. And when I was, I was watching Olympic Games. Um, and unfortunately, when Tom was, he 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 was about to win that uh, you know Rio game, and you know things happen in athletics. Mm -hmm. um, crazy thing happened that day, and um, I saw Jane and. I don't know. <laughs> I felt my my entire my my heart just had a hole that day for her. But if you seen Jane's face that day, it just showed how strong that that lady is. And I don't know. It, it's like she she she's ready to take a punch and move forward. You know, and 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 I've had that experience. Um, but you know luckily we had a good outcome we had yeah. a positive outcome yeah. um but leading leading to to success was not always a rose bush right um and and um i'm from russia so tough love is in my blood i would say you know we it's how our parents um bring us up this is in our culture so for me it was nothing that I had to get used to. Um, but Jane does it in a very unique way. She, um, she doesn't embarrass you. You know, most of the time people, they come and they embarrass you. They feel, they feel, they, they make you feel guilty. Um, and and, and it, 
not because they want to do it because they they love you but it just comes across and you feel you know i just want to i just want to move forward i don't want to deal with this i don't want to find any solution for that well jane does not do it that way she does it in a way that okay well we're going to get through it we're going to find a way how to deal with that and we just have to work harder you know like like they say if 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 you're resting others are working so you have to mm. keep working you just have to be very determined and passionate uh, about what you do and and jane you know when she started coaching me um she wasn't she wasn't after necessary my performance she wasn't after how many medals i'm going to bring to the university of houston she had to shape my attitude and my character to to um to feel like i'm a part of the team that it you know that and, and she did it so I feel that I'm inclusive, you know, so I don't stand alone and I don't feel like I'm a superstar just coming winning, you know, um, a medal. Um, she made sure that I respect people who I work with. Um, she made sure I had fun. And, you know, you kind of like switch off at this point. You're like, okay, well, I actually can enjoy tough love. You know, mm -hmm. I can take that and transform it and put it into into what i'm doing i can i, I can take that energy uh, i can take a punch but that's all for for a good reason that's all for winning you know in athletics it's very normal to take a punch um you know swallow that bitter pill um because you know you know what's the stake and jane is there all the way with you not everybody does that. She's she's there for you 24-7, especially when you're coming as a foreign athlete, um, you know, to the country that you don't know any about. She's always there for you. And it wasn't just for me. That's just what she did for many athletes. Um, how I received it. Yeah, I'd like to uh, bring up that exact uh, statement that Bubba just said, because I'll, I'll tell you just a quick story. A Russian journalist um, interviewed me last year after the World Championships. I can't remember when we did this interview. And one of her questions was, um, "You and, and Bubba was right, it's a cultural thing. She said, usually an athlete that fails so badly at something like the Olympic Games, the coach and the athlete split. And I thought that was very interesting because my answer to that question was, well, why would you do that? Why would you abandon each other when you really need each other the most? Mm -hmm. And I can't speak for Tom um, because there were many things that contributed to, to that um, unfortunate performance. And we all took blame for that, all of us. Because um, that's that's the quality of a great leader and a great coach is it's not the athlete's fault it's everybody's fault. Um, but I thought that was interesting um, that she asked me that question in a in a Russian culture that would have been well I'm going somewhere else which I don't necessarily agree with and um, I said well I can't speak for Tom I don't know what he thought I don't know if he was interested in just kicking me to the curb but. I had no thoughts of ever leaving him. In fact, 
I was going to leave Great Britain after that Olympics because that was that was what I was asked to do. And I stayed another four years, five now, um, because I couldn't leave under those circumstances. That would be a regret that you would have the rest of your life. So a leader um, cannot leave under such circumstances. It's not possible. At least in my nature, it's not. Maybe maybe other people walk away and they go, well, you know, I'm not going to be able to to come back from that. But I think you, oh my God, I, I, I would do myself such a disservice to walk away and leave him sort of hanging. So I appreciate what Bubba said. And um, well, I leave that moment yeah. through with you. I I I would. You know, if you have a failure like that, a single dive, if you miss a dive, you just don't want to come up. You just want to like stay in the bottom of the pool, literally, because all that work, four mm. years, just mm. that four years, but forget about all the previous years that you've done, right? And just that single moment destroys everything what you've done. And, you know, for me, it was the hardest to feel that I let my coach down and mm. I can't imagine what Tom might have felt, but we all know he's a great uh, athlete and a person, but for a coach, it's, it's such a void. It's like your life had come to a stall at that point and to be able to come back mm. and bring that person back and give them, um, you know, strength and encouragement to move forward. <sighs> This is hard, very, very mm. hard. And uh, that's what Jane is good. She, she's probably the, the I, I don't know anybody else um, with so much of um, love for her athletes. And there's not there's no other words. If you don't love that person, if you don't feel him and if you don't read into him so much, you can't you can lead him to a great success. Mm. That's a, that's wow. amazing. For, you know, this is just for our listeners, just in case, because I realize I know exactly what you guys are talking about. But could you guys give some context when you guys say Tom in that incident, just so the listeners, can you tell that story just briefly? Yeah. So um, as as Yulia said, um, Tom came out in the prelim. So he had already won a bronze medal in an event that w we weren't sure we were going to win a medal, but that that was our goal regardless. So he had already won a bronze medal about 12 days prior. Um, and um, he had trained just, we were in the best shape we could possibly be at the Olympic Games in Rio. And his individual event was 12 days later. Um, what preceded his individual event was there were uh, a British team that won a gold medal, which was completely unexpected. And Tom and his nature um, sort of saw that. And I think he just, he was ready to go and he just was so fired up. And um, he came out in the first day of the individual event and scored an Olympic record. I mean, he, he was just, just screaming. He was so good. And the, po the problem with that um, is the next day we had to come back. There was very little time for recovery, so we had to come back very early the next day, and he had to sort of 
repeat that to go to the finals. So you you move from prelim to semi-final to final, like a like a track event. Um, and the problem was was he had just expended everything he had. It, there was nothing left in the day prior. Um, there was, I think he tried, he, he did everything he could. He, he thought he was present and he thought that he was going to manage this, but um, it was like deer in the headlights. He just was nobody was there. Nobody was there. And um, he, he was trying to get his body and his mind to work, but it just didn't. And that's, it's a very common Thing. It, I mean, most people might say, well, he choked, but I, I don't call it a choke um, because um, the previous day he had proven himself. And um, But again, we learned so much. The reflection on something like that, your greatest sort of um, unhappiness can actually hopefully become his greatest happiness. And he won the world championship the next year under incredible circumstances. Um, I always say to him that a goat could have coached him that day because he was just so good. So <laughs> you went from from this ex, ex, the saddest day of our lives probably to the happiest day of our life in, in one year span where he had everything to prove. Um, yeah. So that, that, uh, yeah, that's, that was the story. So that's what Yulia is referring to, to we're all going to have failures. But again, I always believe it's how you respond. Um, you can sit and mope about it and cry about it. But that's four years of being a lot of, of having a lot of crying and moping. So we might as well just get after it. It sounds I mean, you know, when we talk about tough love we're we I think we've been focusing on tough as the way we act but to mm. others, right? But what I'm hearing is tough in terms of resilience as well. Like we, we can take a, a punch, we can get back up, we can do the things that people don't expect us to do because that much care that we have for the people around us gives us that resilience. It gives us that toughness mm. to care for them and say, I'm not gonna quit on you because of this particular moment. I'm not gonna quit on us because of a failure, right? So that that's a very- yeah interesting way to to kind of spin the idea of tough love as well it's not just about you being tough to someone it's also when things get hard are you there to support each other yeah yeah and that shows a lot of character um that actually shows you who who the athlete is or who who the employee is you've got to be able to rebound you've got to be able to get back up and keep slogging away um, and all of those kind of traits, um, he's going to be able to use those as Yulia does in every day of their lives moving forward. And that's, that's a great thing about, um, coaching, whether it's coaching in a business or coaching in the swimming pool, you have to teach life skills because those are the things they're going to be able to use later on. Yeah. Yulia, you, you painted a very emotional picture for me earlier about sitting at the bottom of a pool as you as you entered the water, knowing that that was not. I go dive. And um, when you when you when you finally do swim to the edge of the pool and get out, 
what is what is Jane? What is Jane being there? Like, what is paint me that picture? What is she saying to you? What do you what what's happening in that moment there? After a failed dive with the dive? Absolutely. After yeah. after that bad dive. She didn't she didn't have any of those. She's too good. <laughs> this she is a was too good. Uh, okay. Yeah. Maybe not hypothetical, but I mean my heart is racing right now, guys. You literally put me in the spot right now. Um good. Love it. Um you know, or simply um, put, what is what is it, what does it mean to have Jane there for you, or what does it mean? What does it look like when you come out of that that failure? Well, like you know, I, I I was coached by my dad and Jane in the same pool at the same time wow. for the same <laughs> event, and um, it was very tough for me, very mm -hmm. tough to um, to you know, become like a split personality person. Um, mm. Jane was not, Jane was not somebody who is just going to give it up. Um, you know, whereas my dad on one side, he'll, he'll be very uh, pessimistic, very upset. And you could see it on his face. Whereas Jane is like, you know, okay, well, it's it's a history. What are you gonna do about that? You have a chance to to stand up and fight till it's it's not over until it's over, right? And mm -hmm. this is how Jane coaches. Um, it's like it's like having a mother there, but not a, you know uh, not a, like a crying kind of mother. You know, she's not gonna feel sorry for you and and give you like a a piece of chocolate and tell you, oh, okay, don't worry about it. Uh, just don't go there anymore. <laughs> you should not. Uh, but, but Jane, she gives you love. She gives you, you know, you need that person right there and then, Jeff. And, and you're right about that. If, if it's so important, who stands right there at that moment next to you? You know, like for our um, synchro, for my, for my synchro union, um, you know, I had Vera Elena, who, who was my uh, synchro partner for two Olympic Games. And she was a locomotive kind of a thing in our in our partnership. Um, well, besides Jane, obviously. Um, but for me, Vera was what that kind of a, a you know, a, a leader in our union. And um, for me, it was much tougher to face to see her face if I would mm. fail. Uh, because you know she's a perfectionist literally she um you know it is hard to deal with her if if you know it's your fault and you fail a dive it's not like she's going to be um rude and she's going to put you on a spot and tell you that's that's your fault you must stop you know this is a great this is a great example where you um you don't single people out for what you've done wrong you you just kind of move on it's our fault it's no one else's fault it's it, you know and i see i see so many divers that are doing synchronized diving that are just um putting themselves in the front they're not thinking about um the outcome you know they're not thinking about um i'm a leader in this partnership you know they're thinking about what is this for us as as a team what is it going to give us as a union because we are we're there to uh, show what we are in that single moment so for me it was much more of a um um 
you know, um, a stress to to fail my partner. Um, and and Jane was not I was never scared of coming and talking to Jane after my failed dive. I knew I would have her support. Um, and like, you know, there's a reason I brought my dad into this conversation, right? Because there was a different um, reaction from him. And, you know, I, I don't know if I would be able to come back from a failed dive if I knew that Jane was not there. And um, no matter what, you just love your child, right? And this is how Jane was doing it. Um, no, it was not a mother-daughter relationship, but this is how she presented it to be. You know, you fail, but I, I'm I'm gonna give you a hug, and she literally gave us a hug, gave us a kiss, and you're gonna step it up. You, you're not going to you're not gonna cry here. No one cares about your crying. That that's how Jane coaches. I I do have a great story of Yulia. Um, like I said to you, she she barely had any failures. I can tell you that in the sport of diving. Oh, I have. Um, no, she had one occasion. We went to the University of Tennessee and um, we were trying out a new hurdle, which in, in diving terms, that's the, a new approach on the board so that we were thinking about doing a bigger twister, which is higher degree of difficulty. So we were trying out this new hurdle and uh, it, it was going great. Um, until we entered the competition, we went to the University of Tennessee for a dual meet and she, she got on the board and this hurdle because she'd never done it in competition before and she got quite, you know, the adrenaline is pumping and this hurdle, if you get too much adrenaline, it can go anywhere. You could be in the middle of the pool, on the side of the pool deck, you could be back on the stairs, you could go anywhere. So of course she got she got way forward over the board and she and she did like a jump into the pool. She was supposed to do uh, a, a two and a half somersault. Gainer, uh, most, like yeah. Most of your listeners wouldn't know what a reverse two and a half is, but there was no chance when you're leaning that far forward that you're now going to be able to go back the way. So she jumped in, and of course, you know, I, I was kind of laughing, but. I knew she was going to be really mad. And she came up and she was like halfway down the pool. She swam out. She came by me. I was judging. And she said, I'm done with that hurdle. Never again. And that was it. That was the end of the hurdle. We never did it again. <laughs> and, you know, that was just when you ask me what, you know, when she, has she ever failed? There's only that occasion I can think of one time. One time, I have a, a great tough. I brought greatness story. in me, Jane. Yeah, Yulia <laughs> had a tendency to panic about when the competitions were coming. She never thought she was ready. She would always say to me, "I'm not ready. I'm not going to that competition." And this was um, we were heading to Fort Lauderdale the next week, and she came to me on the Friday and she said, "I'm I'm not going." And I said, "You are going." <laughs> And she said, I'm not, I'm not going and you can't make me go. And I said, oh, you're going. And she said, okay, but if I go and I don't do well, it's your fault. And I was like, okay, that sounds like a good deal. And that was one of the occasions, tough love, because I was like, you're going. And I was 
darned if I was going to change my mind. <laughs> and so, she, of course, we go and she like kills everybody and wins so easily. And, um, and, and I always laugh. Not at easily, that story. but I won, but not easily. Okay. It was <laughs> it a lot of wins. It's a, a, lot, a lot of, a lot of good things going on in Miami <laughs> or Fort Lauderdale. You don't want to concentrate on anything other than you know, going to the beach. So it wasn't easy. Yeah. But that, that was one of those occasions and there, there, there's obviously many others, but, that one I remember just clearly because she was telling me I am not doing that. And, yeah. and you know, normally I can't change your mind normally. Um, but she was going regardless. <laughs> <laughs> that actually brings me to a, a really important question. I think is like, did you guys always get along? And I know the answer, but did you guys always get along? But I, I'll let Yulia speak, but I, I think we only, we had one occasion where we we had a bit of a, a spat, but um, I think that really changed our relationship in a lot of ways. And it was it was really to do with her synchro partnership because the girl that we were Anastasia, we were trying to get her to be Yulia's new synchro partner, and and she's a different character. She's very different to Yulia and Vera, um, and she's an artist, so so she was quite laid back. Um, you thought she didn't care, but somebody that doesn't always show it on the outside doesn't always mean they don't care. And we fell out because she, uh, Anastasia wasn't, wasn't diving well and she wasn't doing the training. And I think Yulia was right in that she said, I don't want to dive with her. She's rubbish. And, and we fell out because I just said to her at that point, she was really interested in maybe looking for another partner. And I think I love, that's what I love about Yulia is that although she was mad and felt like maybe a medal chance was going to be lost, she hung in there and just trusted me to get this girl ready. And that's what we did. Um, I just said to her, you, you have to just leave it with me. And, and we worked hard, this Anastasia and, and myself, um, and we had to prove ourselves in order to be Yulia's partner. And, and to this day, it's one of my favorite stories because um, if, if Yulia hadn't done that, and you, actually she showed tough love the other way. So in other words, she was telling us, like either you get your act together or go take a hike. Um, and then we we stepped up. So so there are some occasions where I'm I'm always so proud of her. Um, she doesn't probably remember half of those occasions, but those for me were were really pivotal relationship changes and and game changes for for our success. That's awesome. Um, I would I would man I want this podcast to go on for three more hours at least um i want but i want to i want to move um into kind of the 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 kind of way we always try to tie things together which is let's tie it back to to the i mean you've said love a hundred times which is great let's tie it back mm -hmm. to you know business a little bit and i think it'll be really easy from what i'm hearing is you know coaching um and and leading have a, a countless 
parallels. Um, you know, just listening through everything you've said, if you just replace the word coach with with leader or or, or replace Yulia with, you know, someone who who works for you as a leader or in, on your team, um, my mind is just swimming with with parallels. Um, and you know, tough love and coaching, whether in sports or in business, you're gonna face all these different scenarios, like different, different meets, different challenges, the Olympics of of business, if you will. Mm. Uh, and and I think I'm hearing that this this the reason you guys are be able to were able to elevate above others was really founded in this bond that you guys are talking about. I'm feeling it through the through the internet right now. I'm feeling I'm feeling the bond and it's incredible. Um and and I think I loved I know you know when it comes to diving there's there's this there's this world that I think that our listeners are probably like well you know that's that is a very very different world but what 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 other parallels I guess what it, it what are the parallels between I guess at athletics and and coach uh, coaching in athletics and business um, would you say are are applicable here? Um, well, like I've mentioned to you guys before, I I think since I've been in London, I've been doing much more of a leadership role. Um, where I was in Houston, like, like I said, being an NCAA coach, you're sort of just a follower. So my leadership skills have really developed over the last six and a half years. And, um, I think we are running a business. So there's a lot of parallels in that respect. Um, it's high performance. There's a lot of money involved here, a lot of money at stake. Um, the British government, uh, UK sport provide funding. I think um, we probably have a big budget of about six and a half million. Um, so we're running a business. We're not just playing coach and athlete. Um so there's accountability, there's, there's dedication, there's commitment, there's um, slogging, there's, um, uh, I mean, like Yulia mentioned earlier, we have a lot of fun, but I think um, fun, I have a lot more fun when we're doing well. Um, and I think because uh, Yulia and Vera were so successful, it always seemed like it was fun even though we were working really, really hard. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I, I think, you know, we'll see what happens after my coaching career is over, but I think leadership is about communication. Um, and in businesses, if you don't have a good communication style and you don't talk to your employees, I, I think it's going to be very difficult to have buy-in. And so those those things are what I I think are the most parallel. I feel like uh, um, in business, a lot of times, I, I kept going back to that story that you painted for me, Yulia, because in business, sometimes it feels like as employees, we might be in that the bottom of the pool, not wanting to get out and we swim to the edge and there's nobody there. Um, mm. In business, it's so much easier to be a leader that's not there. If you think about it, it's 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 mm. easy to just manage a team. But what I'm hearing is when you lead a team, you, you have to be there. You have to you, you can't be looking the other way. You're you're watching intently what what 
what's happening and you're and you're you're empathizing with what the the athletes going through or what the employees going through and that's that's something i'm taking away personally right now to yeah. make sure that i can apply that because that's that's really powerful what yulia is able to say about her experience and her growth through that um are well, we you doing know, Jeff, in 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 sports like dangerous sports like diving um mm. if you don't trust the person who is coaching you yeah right i mean you're gonna end up on you know with head on the board or whatever you know athletes not always i not always know what i did wrong uh, i mean most of the time i don't know i need either a coach to to comment on on what i did wrong or a tivo to to look back and see what i have done wrong because you know when we get out of the pool with there we have a system that replays their the dives for us so we can look what we did wrong but when you're growing up and you're becoming someone um you know you you're entrusting your life in that person and this is what you know my father was that for uh, that person for me for so many years um and then when i started working with jane you know that was like like i said you know just take my whole body my whole soul and just mold me into what you think i should be because you have all the experience mm -hmm. you know what you have to do with me um you know i'll make sure i'll bring you know my work ethics uh, my love for the sport for this uh for you for my teammates but you entrust your life into coaches you know uh expertise you're absolutely you have no choice in sports like like you know gymnastics mm -hmm. like diving uh it is there's no there's no like you know oh um the coach doesn't like me today he screams and and you know uh, uh, or she screams and she's she's gonna put me through trouble today well there's nothing like that going on ever between a coach and an athlete in sports like diving um for example you know and it it, it should be absolute priority for any coach and this is how it was for me um you know if i didn't feel like i'm ready for a dive you or or for certain move a new new step that you're that you um haven't experienced have have no a little experience and you you turn to your coach and you ask her jane do you think i'm ready do you think i'm gonna be able and she you know you know you trust that person to lead you through what you're doing you have to have that trust if you don't have that transparency and trust things are not going to go move anywhere from you know from my standpoint of view at least this is how we felt i this is what i've experienced that's great and for for listeners who are hearing this like like myself i'm very inspired right now i think i'm i'm taking a look introspectively at how i how i lead others and if i'm if i'm providing that type of relationship for others but can you guys talk a little bit about when you guys first got started right like i think if people are hearing this for the first time and they want to go apply it and you don't have to talk about business you can talk about it in in your experience in diving when you guys first connected it, it, i'm assuming it wasn't like love at first practice or whatever right it wasn't just like you guys <laughs> instantly connected jane you earlier said you have to start with love um how how should people approach this new approach where they want to they want to start applying this but it's a new relationship how do you how do you build that well uh, yeah i think uh, trust takes a long time doesn't it so you you have to build that over time um but i think it, it's the way you speak to each other that's that's the first 
indicated to me. So if if she's coming on my team for the first time, I've got to meet with her several times to to get to know her. She's got to get to know me. I invite her around for dinner. Um, you know, we did a lot of that where we're connecting on a personal level and then the rest of it just sort of goes hand in hand with that. Um, so, uh, you know, how do you do that in business? Well, um, I think thing. you, yes. yeah, yeah, it is it's the identical. same thing. You, yeah. yeah. So you, you start there, you go out for some drinks, you go to dinner, you, you start that relationship on a much more informal basis. And yeah. then as, as things go, then, then the expectations start to rise and then you're not worried about putting that expectation there because you, you've got each other's back. And mm. I, I think, um, yeah, I, I, you know, Yulia, I, I mean, the way she articulates herself is just an incredible, um, I'm always, when I listen to her speak, um, you know, we have a saying in the U.S., right? She's not a BSer. She, she, oh, and her, <laughs> she, she and her partner, Vera, um, if I want a complete, open and honest answer to a question, I, I spoke with Yulia, I don't know where it was, maybe 10 days ago, or two weeks ago, and I'm asking her, would she be, um, would she be interested in talking to my Olympic athletes? Because I can't say it and it can't come from anybody more experienced than her. Um, and some of them have never been to the Olympics. And then you have Tom and Grace um, who have. And I'm looking for that extra little thing that's going to make all the difference in the world. And I think it is conversations that they can have with somebody like Yulia. Um, and trust me, why am I asking her? Because she's going to give it straight. <laughs> and and they either need to be able to manage that or they're not going to manage that. But they know what's coming because they right. know of her tenacity. They know that she's not going to be his. And, and that's why I ask somebody like her, do you think you'd, would you, you and Vera mind talking to my synchro pair from Great Britain? Because... I feel like that's what we need. That like mm, mm. that that just connection and this drive and this passion to do whatever it takes. And 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 that's what they had. And you know, it was I always say it was easy for me because they already came with a lot of qualities that I didn't have to teach. Um they already came like a ready-made package. All I had to do was just do the last little 10%, which was tweaking, working on details, connecting with the mind, uh, showing love <laughs> and, and showing how much we care about each other so that the, the, the journey was going to be easier and it's going to be solid. And, and, and the win was like a bonus. Wow. It was a big bonus. I feel I like, like there's yeah there's there's so much th that we can unpack with this conversation but mm. what I'm also hearing is the importance of a coach the importance of a leader seeing someone's capability and not making who they're out to be from their previous mistake and mm. from a failure if that person sees themselves that employee sees themselves as a failure in a moment 
it's a leader's opportunity to say, I know you're capable of more. I know you're capable of better because I saw you do it last week. I saw you do it yesterday. And bringing that person back up with that relationship, knowing that that, that individual is capable of doing it, right? I'm hearing you say that, Jane. And and you you have this Rolodex of knowledge of all of the previous wins that someone has. So don't let this one thing stop you. Right. Don't yeah. let this one moment mm-hmm. stop you and hold you back. Here's the feedback you need to apply. Let's get better and try again. Right. And I think that's so timely and so relevant for a, a business audience as well, who are looking at, you know, what can they do to improve? It's first getting to know the people that you're surrounding yourselves with, um, getting to know the people that you're supposedly leading. And in doing that, you have the opportunity to prove to them that they're better, that they can be better and do better even beyond what they think they're capable of, right? And so that to me is very inspiring. I think, um, you know, leadership is all fine and well, but I think um, each person, whoever that may be, whether it's me and Yulia, um, you, you have to have the ownership. You have to come with that ownership. I'm going to do whatever it takes. You cannot lead people that are just cheap. You, you have to have the people that you're going to lead feeling the same way you do and the same desire to be a winner. Um, you can't make somebody want to be a winner. And and same in business. You, you can try all you like, but you've got to employ people that have that same desire and that willingness to, to do what it takes. And, and then it's easier. This all becomes very easy if you have all of those bits together, right? Um, and I, I was lucky because I had two people in Vera and Yulia who, I mean, it was easy to be motivated around those two. I think I think for our, our, a lot of our listeners, you, you might work in a business that is very good at hiring the best and the brightest and the most talented, you know, business athletes, if you will, with the drive and everything. But what, what I'm taking away for myself is that you know, we we so often separate business and, and personal life and we, we isolate these two things. And I'm seeing the power of making sure that you have that personal life connection to build that trust, to elevate. Because, you know, even if they come as a total, even if they come as a total package, you have to form that union. And, and that's how you bring the best out of each other. And you did that through uh, building that love and trust through getting to truly know each other. And, and I think when we, when we're too busy kind of treating business as a separate world and like, you know, after work, it's just back to our other life and that's just an employee. I think we miss the mark. And I, and I love, I love seeing that in practice here. That's incredible. Yeah, absolutely. So I mean, again, I'm, I'm stalling because I really, (laughs) I would, I would, lo- I would love to talk about this for the rest of this week, to be honest. But um, mm-hmm. we, we, this was an amazing, amazing conversation. I, I want to thank Jane and Yulia for joining us. You guys have been a real pleasure, and 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 I hope to get you guys back on on this on this to talk about other things. Um, but but thank you so much for joining us, and for the for the audience, we're we're going to be posting new episodes of Love as a Business Strategy every Tuesday. And um, if there's a business topic you'd like to cover, if you, there's people you'd like us to talk to or any other feedback, you can, you can find us at softway.com slash L-A-A-B-S, also in your show notes. 
And if you like what you heard today, you know, please leave us a review and, and subscribe on Apple. It would mean a lot. And, and and once again, thank you guys so much. This was amazing, and 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 we will we will talk again soon. Thank Thanks you all. so much for having us. Yeah.